Good evening, and welcome to NCLCA Today, a podcast dedicated to educating individuals assisting college and university students along the road to academic success. I'm your host, Patricia Hartley. And I'm Kelsey Bichelle. Today, we sit down with guest Lindy Coleman for the co- from the College of Charleston to discuss her new position as NCLCA president and talk a little more about the upcoming virtual winter conference. This episode of NCLCA Today is being sponsored by NCLCA, an organization of professionals dedicated to promoting excellence among learning center personnel. Visit www.nclca.org for more information about how you can get involved and to participate in our webcast. To begin our show, we are sitting down with Lindy Coleman, the director of the Center for Student Learning at the College of Charleston. Lindy earned her master's degree in Christian education from Union Theological Seminary in New York and has worked in the College of Charleston Learning Center for almost two decades. Lindy has served on boards for both NCLCA and the Southeastern College Learning Center Association affiliate. And now she joins us today as the newly elected president of NCLCA. Today, we are talking with Lindy about her experience pivoting to a virtual conference format and why attending the conference is a great opportunity for members of our Learning Center community. Welcome to the show, Lindy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you all so much for having me. This is very exciting. I was just uh, just telling Patricia and Kelsey uh, when we got started that this is such a, um, I'm so impressed with this this format and that we've we've gone now into into this latest realm of um, of connecting with our members, especially during such a difficult time. And so I'm really excited to have the opportunity to be with you all today. So thanks for having me. No problem. And while we're on that, why don't you just tell our audience who you are and then how you began began your career in higher education? Sure. Yes. So that thanks for that. Uh, thanks for your introduction, um, Kelsey. A little bit of my um, my creaky old history of, <laughs> of when I first got started. But yes, I did. Um, I did. I did do most of my graduate work in um, in Christian education at um, Union Seminary, um, and really enjoyed uh, being involved in. Um, in the work of the church as a church professional for a number of years, um, primarily in the area of education, though. So you can see there there were threads even uh, even back uh, back in those days. Um, and I started at the College of Charleston in this position as in a position as the study skills coordinator in 2001, um, which really gave me the opportunity to, uh, to, you know, just to try out education in a, in a different way. You know, I had been working with mostly with um, children and youth in, uh, in the church setting. Um, and this gave me the opportunity to broaden my horizons and work with college students. But still, you know, I mean, this is a, this is maybe a little bit of a dicey way to say it, but I still kind of feel like it's, uh, it still, still feels like a ministry sometimes, <laughs> you know, to work with college students on helping them develop um, the skills that they need to be successful. So it definitely still has that uh, feel to it. So yeah, so I've been at the college um, in various roles uh, since 2001 and became the director of the Center for Student Learning about five years ago which has been great to kind of grow up in this center, you know, as a, mm-hmm. as a professional. Um, and I'm very fortunate um, to have found pretty early on in my, in my career at the college, NCLCA, and this organization has just meant everything to me um, all these years of, of both uh, attending conferences and being a member and kind of 
dipping my toe in the water of, of getting on the board and being a part of things. And it's just, it's meant so much to me and to be able to be president now, um, especially during a really challenging time in our, uh, in our world, as well as in our, in our colleges and universities, it's, um, it's very, um, it's very humbling. I'll just say that. So speaking of, you know, NCLCA and your experience there, can you give us a little bit more of a dive into your history with NCLCA? How did you first get involved in the organization and how did that lead to becoming the organization's 2021 president? So I, um, I actually had a conversation with a, um, with a grad student a few days ago about this, uh, this same kind of journey. Um, she's new to, the, new to the field, was one of those folks who really uh, who utilized academic support services during her college career and didn't really know until um, a little bit further down the road that maybe it could really be a career for her. And so we started ta- having that kind of a conversation, you know, what does it, what does it look like? You know, what do, how do you get yourself connected early on? And, um, and how do you make those, um, how do you not only continue to grow as a professional, but also make those really strong friendships and connections. And so um, through the, um, through the learn assist, through the learning assistance uh, listserv way back in my, um, in my very early days of study skill co- skills coordinator, I was kind of a, a skulker, you know, on the listserv a little bit of a voyeur, you know, just like kind of picking up little tidbits here and there. And then um, maybe in uh, probably about, gosh, about 15 years ago, um, the on the on the listserv and also on the on the um, member website for NCLCA, um, there was a call to uh, to for board positions. And I was still very new in my career. But what I had found and here's here's what I think is so critical and what kind of really um, uh, encapsulates my love for NCLCA. Um, NCLCA had already, just in those first couple of years, made me feel so much a part of the organization and so much like it was a member-led, member-run organization that it didn't feel like that much of a leap for me to uh, put my name in the hat for a board, uh, to be a board member. And I was fortunate that I, I got the secretary position on the board, um, held that position for, um, for two full terms and really was able to kind of get the inner workings of that, um, of, of that position. And then, um, and then from, from then on, I knew that I wanted to run a conference at one point. I would have run the Salt Lake City Conference this past fall and would have really enjoyed seeing everybody there. Uh, but life has changed for sure. Um, and so now I have the opportunity not only to be uh, the president in, in 2021 without having a face-to-face conference, but also having this brand new experience to me of, of running um, with a lot of help, running a, a, our first really uh, our first real virtual conference, virtual na- national uh, conference. Well, you talked a little bit about running, right? And so I got to bring up the fact that, you know, Lindy at our previous conference last fall semester um, that we did, I believe it was in Kentucky. Um, When we did it there, Lindy had like these fun runs like in the morning for everybody who was a part of the conference who was optional for you to attend. So Lindy, to be honest with you, with your background coupled with some of the things that I see you do, I think you are the perfect lady for the job when it comes to being, you know, the leader during these changes. You know, you talked about, you know, it being sort of like a ministry essentially, but, you know, I think that that part of you really is going to, you know, carry us even further during these challenging times. And so, Shout out to your background. I think that you're the perfect lady for the job. I appreciate that. Thank you. And yes, the fun run is definitely, um, it's not for everybody, but it gives, 
we hope what we hope always with the fun run is that it gives everybody the opportunity if they want to before they're going to sit for a lot during the day yeah. and certainly we all know right now <laughs> that we're doing a lot of sitting it gave us the opportunity to get out and um kind of enjoy a little bit of the city whatever city it was that we were in um and kind of get our our, our blood going before the day started and before we were all um carbo loading and all that delicious food that we always oh, yeah. oh my gosh food all day long i was so looking forward to sharing the food of salt lake city with you all i was looking for i'm i was looking forward to salt lake city i've never in my life been to utah you know and so i was looking forward to going to utah i had not gone to kentucky actually before either and so being That's a cool there city, isn't it? in kentucky was really nice a lot of different cultures that i didn't realize you know sure. muhammad ali's uh stuff is there there's kfc kentucky fried chicken of course the other beverages that's you know known <laughs> right. which uh, shall remain nameless <laughs> but, you know we just, it's always good to explore and that's what i love about conferences like this as well so in terms of you and your experience of moving the nclca conference to like this virtual format can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what it has been like Yes. So when uh, when you gave me, when you all very generously gave me some questions to kind of prepare myself, um, of course I knew that that question about the a virtual conference and that transition was going to come up. And I think I I have to say that um, I that that making that decision to move the conference to one to have a conference since we couldn't be in Salt Lake City to have a virtual conference it was a little bit like the five stages of grief you know you know the Kubler Ross box you know where at first it was like total denial like oh we don't yeah it's good everything's gonna be fine <laughs> remember those days when we thought that everything was gonna be fine you know? yep two weeks <laughs> you know right and, oh yeah right yeah that's all right. um so you know so really so so first saying you know oh gosh i'm sure we won't have to cancel and then you know realizing that we would have to cancel and saying oh gosh you know i don't think we should try to recreate anything um that would be uh, kind of our our you know our our signature face-to-face -face concert, we can't really recreate that. So kind of going through all those stages and, and talking with the board and other folks about, you know, what it would look like, what it, what it would look like to have that long period of time when we were all so in need of fellowship and companionship and community to, you know, to not have that a conference experience. Finally, you know, when we weighed the pros and cons, it just felt like, oh gosh, I do not want to, I don't want to miss out on seeing all of you folks in one way or another until next fall in, in October. And so I think, again, thinking about the state, kind of the stages of grief when I moved, when I got around to that, maybe that accepted stage yeah that's when I started thinking about um about what the theme could look like is it appropriate for me to talk about the theme right now or you guys let's go ahead and go right into it segue right in if I can that's right so, so when I was still in that stage I think of, of thinking you know gosh I don't know what a virtual conference is going to look like how is it going to how is it going to reflect the energy and the electricity that we experience in a in a day to day in a in a face to face conference? Um, the theme started kind of coming out in my mind of you know when we get to February 2021, I feel like we're going to be you know we, we've gotten through the kind of the crisis of what it looks like to run our learning centers um, you know virtually we're we're you know we're we're you know we're getting a little savvier and we're not it's not such a crisis every single day and so I really wanted to be able to think about for that conference what are we going to take away from this experience when we're not 
when we when we don't have to have to be doing everything virtually, what are we going to take away from this really incredible time in our lives that is going to build our learning centers of the future? And so that's where that that's where that theme onward and upward building a learning center that lasts came from. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want everybody has had to and needed to have a period of kind of war stories, you know, what we have experienced. And yeah. I think that venting and that commiserating and that empathy, I think it's been, has been and continues to be so important, but we want to pivot. I hate that word now. I'm so sick of that word, but we want to pivot to the future. And I don't want to think, and I don't think any of us want to think that we're going to leave all this stuff that we've learned behind. We're going to take it and the pieces of it that really work, and we're going to grow our centers for the future. So that was when I really got excited about what a virtual conference can look like. Without a doubt. Okay. And Kelsey, I'll let you go ahead and take it from there. Right. So I think that's great that you saw it as this opportunity of, you know, this is the time when we come together as professionals and we get to interact. And that's actually something that me and Patricia were talking about in our last podcast episode is how much attending these conferences did for us as professionals, not just like, oh, we went to these presentations and we learned these like little hunks of concrete information, but the connections that we made yeah. and that we could share with somebody our idea about this podcast and what we wanted as growing professionals. And we could see that moved forward. So I think it's incredible that that opportunity still exists and that we don't have to kind of, like you said, like that we don't kind of end this experience without a chance to formally kind of do something with it. Yeah. Right. And thinking of that, like thinking of what you want this conference to be, um, again, me and Patricia kind of talked about our conference experiences, but to hear it from the person planning it from the ground up, for those who have never attended an NCLCA conference before, what would prospective attendees, especially those who have maybe not gone to a conference before and are taking advantage of this opportunity, what can they expect to gain from attending the virtual conference? So one of the things that I don't think we're gonna lose from the face-to-face -face conference to the virtual conference is that, um, is that the word that comes to mind, if I were giving my elevator pitch to somebody on attending an NCLCA conference, I would say that it's electricity. That the, the, the connections uh, that people make, the passion and the excitement for what, um, for what we do as learning center professionals, that is electric, you know. I, uh, I even though we won't be able to recreate this particular thing in the conference, but what I think of when I think of the face-to-face -face conference is sitting in a session and everybody's like on almost on the edge of their seat. They're like almost like kind of quivering with, oh my gosh, that idea, you know, that idea, or sharing an idea. It mm -hmm. is, it is, it's an electric conference because everybody who's a part of it part of NCLCA is so passionate about what they do and what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that is gonna come across at an NCLCA conference, even one that's online. And I'll tell you why I think that, not just because I've been to lots and lots of, of, of conferences and know that, that, that that's gonna be sustained, but because of things like, like this, like the podcast, like the M3 meetings that we have monthly, monthly, monthly membership meetings, like the webinars, mm -hmm. like the conversations on the listserv, those, there has been no ground lost in those, in those conversations. We have kept talking and planning and dreaming 
um, and implementing and sharing ideas. And I see no reason to, to think that that's not gonna continue at a virtual conference. So if somebody hasn't come to a conference before, I wouldn't have any hesitation to say, start with the virtual conference, because I think you're gonna experience some of that passion and some of that electricity, and you're sure as anything gonna go away. And you all know this as well as I do, go away with a whole, tote bag full, yes. <laughs> virtual tote bag virtual full tote ideas, bag right? <laughs> And I, I must admit to you, you know, you said something and it, it answered also like my final question, but yeah. can you talk a little bit about the fact that, listen, y'all, it is so affordable this year. Oh, yeah. The NCLCA, like mm-hmm. winter conference, like- We're dude, a BOGO. We're, we're a buy one, get one. <laughs> yes. So please go to the NCLCA website right now. Make sure that you're registered to come to the conference. It's not just for staff. Students can come. Yeah. Faculty is more than welcome to come you know no matter which learning center you work in please be sure to attend this is one of those opportunities where you can sit at your desk you know or you can do it you know in your learning center wherever you are at your home wherever and you can attend a virtual conference and connect with other learning center professionals Trisha that is so true I mean if you're if we're going to look for any silver linings with with uh with the COVID era it's that nobody's traveling So we're making things, we're making things available. Yes. Right. Yes. It's only a link away, honey, and a pass. It's serious, really. This is our PR person, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let Kelsey ask the final question because otherwise I will talk too much. (laughs) Well, I do have two questions that I want to kind of end on. Um, but first of all, so we're talking about all the benefits of going to the conference, right? It's it's affordable. It's in your home. It's a way to get connected. Um, but I know in my center, there's definitely talk of people who want to submit conference proposals and who are looking to participate in that way. And I think that sometimes there's this sense of like, kind of like what you were saying with being the board members that, oh, I'm new to, to higher ed. I, I can't go present yet. I don't have anything to share yet. But I do not think that that is the case with NCLCA. My first conference I presented because I just right. submitted and I gave it a shot. So I wanted to know if there were certain topics that you're looking for or if there's um, recommendations you would give to anybody who's considering submitting a conference proposal. Yeah, so Kelsey, I'm glad, so glad you said that. I, for one thing, I do think you're exactly right that NCLCA, maybe even compared to some other organizations, has such a, a member-driven feel to it that somebody who is brand new to the field is just as likely to have their um, their conference proposal accepted as someone who's been in the field for 40 years. You know, everybody and 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 just as many people would be excited to go to that to go to that session. So I think there is the um, the uh, there is that uh, that accessibility and availability. Um, this now again, maybe if we're talking about silver linings, maybe a silver lining for for this conference is that. Everybody's been trying everything new. So any new ideas that you have are gonna be brand new. You're gonna break some ground regardless, you know. Um, the themes uh, we get, we sometimes for a conference, just depending on who's leading it and, um, and and what the theme is. Sometimes there are pretty specific kind of categorized themes, and sometimes it's it's a little more wide open. Since um, what we did for the for the onward and upward conference, because we want to focus so much on that learning center of the future, we did split it up into kind of general categories. And so the we we kind of we kind of posed a question with it, and you'll see this on the on the website. 
what are you building? If you're building a learning center to last, what are you building? Are you building, um, are you building new, uh, new relationships? Have you formed new relationships on your campus? You know, because of this, what do those look like? How, how are those benefiting you? Are you literally building, um, building um, a new, um, maybe a new software platform? And we'll have, you know, some vendors there who will talk specifically about to folks who are maybe try want to try new things or people in learning centers who are trying new um, kind of new platforms. Are you building? Um, are you building new learning objectives? Has your has your assessment changed at all because of the COVID era? So we put a, a number of different categories that we're asking folks to kind of look at and see where do I slot in? And it doesn't need to be hard and fast. It's just it's mostly to give some guidance um, along those the that broad theme of what are you building in your center that you're going to take into the um, into the future. Awesome. And I think that's great. And I think where you mentioned assessment, I feel like that is definitely something that everybody is sitting around thinking like, what do I do with this kind of unusual year? How do I compare it to the previous years? How do I say that there's growth? And I think knowing that this is a conference where everybody's trying to answer those same questions, like this is the place to bring that up with people who also understand what a learning center is and what it does. Right. This is such a great, anybody who's not signed up yet, like, I don't know why. I know. I don't know what you've done. As, uh, as Patricia said, it's just a click away. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's only a click away. And it's our entire department, I think with the exception of maybe one person, just because they're like our office um, coordinator, they're our office manager, mm-hmm. they handle all of the, the details. So when we out of the office, they got to be here for us. Right, but, sure we're all coming to the conference we're going to do some proposals like we're excited about this experience and the fact that we all can now say that we're going together you know what I'm exactly right when when in the when at any time in history can you do that you know is your college gonna fork over the thousands of dollars for you (laughs) I know I know we got to see the silver lining and this that's definitely one of them yes Mm -hmm. and I just want to say thank you again Lindy for being here with us and for being on the show um, it has been a pleasure just talking to you about NCLCA. Um, I'm now going to turn it over to Kelsey and Kelsey's going to provide for us some NCLCA updates and events. So I am going to give you all some updates on a resource I don't think is always as used as it could be, our NCLCA webinars. Did you know NCLCA offers webinars? These webinars serve to enhance NCLCA's mission to support learning center professionals as they develop and maintain learning centers, programs, and services to enhance student learning. The webinar series gives learning assistance professionals a chance to participate synchronously in a relatively inexpensive and high quality professional development designed to foster their growth in the field of learning assistance. Presenters do more than share information. It's not just a lecture. They bring the audience into the conversation about their topic, allowing for networking, idea exchange, and consultation. The webinar format allows for learning center professionals to learn in real time with peers without the burden of travel cost or as much time away from work as a conference would entail, although not this upcoming conference. (laughs) All sessions are one hour in length and begin at noon Eastern time. You can find all pricing information and upcoming webinars listed on the NCLCA website at nclca.org. As Kelsey was saying, do not miss our next webinar. Visit nclca.org backslash webinars to see an up-to-date list of all upcoming webinars plus webinars that have recently passed. NCLCA is pleased to be a founding participant of the Council of Learning Assistance and Development Education Associations. 
Looking to verify your center? Well, visit our website at nclca.org events for more information. Thank you for tuning in to the NCLCA today. And thank you, Lindy, for being with us. I am your host, Patricia Hartley. And I am your host, Kelsey Fischel. Do not forget to visit nclca.org for more information and to participate in our forums, webinars, and to listen to previous podcasts at nclca.org slash podcasts. NCLCA Today can also be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that concludes our NCLCA Today episode number four. Thank you again, Lindy, and enjoy your day. Thank you so much for having me. This was great.